הרני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים של דורנו ולכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני הפך קדוש משבר עצמה ובבחן רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחה נובע מקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן פגי בן שמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן נאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל עסקן אמן. Top right into סעיף רש צדיק ג' conversation 293 שמעתי בשמו מאיש אחד שדיבר עמו והזהירו להתפלל בכוונה I heard from someone, Rabbi Nathan said, from one of Rabbeinu's followers, it could be an individual that was speaking with Rabbeinu once, and Rabbeinu warned the man, or he told the man, to be very careful about praying with concentration, to pray with feeling, emotion. Rabbeinu told the man, Rabbeinu told the man, just as we know from the Chachamim that they say, that the voice awakens the intention, that when a person prays out loud, that it's able to awaken his heart to pray with concentration. Uh, this is brought down, Rabbi Nachman brings this down in Lesson 5 of Likud Moran. It's brought down in the uh, Rosh, in the Gemara Barachot, Perek Gimel. Um, and then we also see in the Shulchan Aruch, um, uh, what do you call it? Siman Samech Aleph 61, Seif Dalet. The Shlab brings it down over there, that the Kol Meorer Kavana, the voice awakens the Kavana. And Rabban was very big on praying out loud. So we see here that there's a very, there's a great significance about praying so that your voice can hear, that your ears can hear your voice. And um, to pray out loud specifically. And uh, Pesach was an extra added element to scream during Tfilah, to pray with greater voice. But nonetheless, we know that praying out loud can awaken the Kavana. Ken Lehefer Rabbanu says, so too the opposite is true. Ha-Kavana me'orer the feeling awakens the voice. When a person prays with proper concentration and he's careful to put his heart and his thoughts into the words of prayer, meaning that he's focusing in his tefillah, that he's focused in his heart and in his mind to look at the words of prayer and to see what he's saying, to, to understand what he means, what the words mean. Then automatically, his voice will be awakened to pray at a proper tone. That his voice is awakened to pray at the proper level. And we see this naturally many times over. If you were to focus, notice this, sometimes you don't pray, start praying out loud, but your kavana is there. And when your kavana starts to be uh, flowing, then you start to see your voice start to awaken itself and, and lift itself up. So that now your ears can hear you more properly, that uh, you pray with a greater voice. So if Resh Tzadik Dalet, 294. And by the way, we see over there in in the previous conversation, that there's two elements of tefillah that are very important. It's the kavana and it's the kol. The intention, meaning how are you focused? Are you focused on the words that you're saying? Do you understand the words that you're reciting? Are you focused? Are you not distracted? Are you putting your mind and your thoughts into the words of prayer? And then the second thing is to pray, is to pray with a voice, with the kol. That your voice is out loud, that you can hear yourself pray. The amida is something different. Of course, we know that there's a there's an argument. There's a, let's just say that there's two sides of the coin. That the Zohar Kadosh explains that when you pray the Shmona Eschei, the silent prayer, that you should not even hear yourself. That you should just be uttering with your lips. Your lips should be moving, but nothing is coming out. That's according to the Zohar. And then the Shulchan Aruch explains that your voice should come out. That you that you should speak loud enough that you can hear yourself, but no one else can hear yourself. Not even your neighbor. Not even the person standing next to you. So. Just enough that your voice, that your ears hear you. So each and every person will take that the way they want to and pray according to the way that they, they so decide. But 
Rabbeinu is speaking about the rest of tefillah here, that the voice should be loud enough and it should be with proper strength. And this has the ability, Rabbeinu teaches us in Lesson 5, to do awesome things to, uh, what do you call it, to uh, do this tremendous rectification when you pray with proper kavana to, um, to straighten the crookedness of the heart. So if Resh Tzadik Dalet, conversation 294, I heard from Rabbeinu's holy mouth, that during the days of Elul, when the Jewish people accustom themselves, they take upon themselves the habit to recite the Tikkun Ezoar, other prayers and supplications after Tfilah, after the normal amount of prayer that they pray after Elenu. During Elul, it's customary to add on extra Tfilot because it's a time of Teshuvah, of returning to Hashem Itbach. And you want to show Hashem Itbach, you're on your, your A-game essentially. So it's customary for the Jewish people to recite extra supplication, Tfilot, Dikul Tfilot. It could be Hidbodadut, longer Hidbodadut. It could be extra Tfilot that you say from the Sidurim. And we delay our time in the study hall and in the in the synagogues. Whether Shacharit Min you spend there a little bit longer time, you spend longer time there to pray. Amar Rabenu said about this that from the melody of the Tikkun Ezra that we recite, and also the fact that the heart is hurt. That, sorry, that the heart hurts and is fatigued because of the fact that we're staying so late in the study hall. Mikolze, from all of that, we create tremendous and great lofty things up in the Shemaim. That from these things that we're doing, we're making awesome noise in the heavens to awaken God's mercy. And um, this should give us extra encouragement, extra strength to... Um, to um, have greater kavanah when the time comes around during the month of Elul, and not only that, but also during the year that we should spend extra time in the Beit Hamidrash and the Beit Knesset. That when your heart is hurting, this is doing some awesome stuff in the Shemaim. Great rectification to your soul. So if Resh Tzadikhe, two hundred ninety-five. I heard in the Rabbi's name discussing the subject of reinforcing your strength during prayer, reinforcing yourself to pray. That even if a person is the way he is, that his nature is maybe crass and and not so good. You should still encourage yourself, reinforce yourself to pray to God. This is the way you should think in your heart. Surely, if I'm far in my own eyes from God, meaning if I see myself that I'm crass, that I'm that I'm full of gashmir, that I'm full of physicality, and I know that I myself am far from God, so much so that because of my many sins. In Ken, if that is true, Adraba, on the contrary, the essential perfection of prayer is through me specifically. Meaning, if I am crass and I am not good, and I see that I am very far from Hashem Bach in my own eyes, then you should understand that it's because of me, because of you, because of the person that is very far, that the tefillah is perfected through, through this person. Tefillah is perfect through the person who is far from God. The perfection of prayer is established through the person who is very distant from Hashem. 
כי הלא אמרו רבותינו לברכה, זיכרונו לברכה, בקסדות נתח חכמים סיים בגמרא, כרהיטות, דף ו' עמוד ב', פייג' 6b, כל תפילה שאין בה מתפילת פושעי ישראל, אין התפילה. It says over there that any single prayer that does not have the prayer of the sinner of the Jewish people, of, of a Jewish sinner within that prayer, is not considered a prayer. Meaning the true perfection of prayer is there whenever it has all the elements, all the levels of the Jew. The tzaddik, the benoni, and the rasha, as the Chachamim say, and the Rabbanu teaches us, tzibur, the word tzibur, tzaddik, bet, vav, and resh, which means congregation, community. The true congregation of prayer comes specifically through the letters in which you write tzibur. Tzibur, rashi tevot, tzaddik, benoni, and rasha. You have the tzaddik, the, the, the most righteous person, the benoni, the person who's in the middle, and then the rasha, the wicked person. Of course, these terms can be elaborated on. There's an entire book, Sefer Benoni, you know, um, written by the Baratanya, the, the famous book, Tanya, um, is Sefer Benoni. There's, there's, there's the Sefer called Sefer Benoni, um, the book of the middleman, the man who stands in the middle. Um, So we can define these terms loosely, let's just say. But uh, we, can, we can elaborate them, but we're defining it loosely over here. But nonetheless, Rabbeinu is bringing the Gemara to teach us that the tefillah is only perfect whenever we have the tefillot of the sinners of the Jewish people within that prayer, meaning the congregation is only, is only complete when we have all the levels of the Jews in there. We learn this from the Ktoret, we derive this idea from the Ktoret, the incense offering. The most precious offering for God. As the Zohar Kadosh says, if, the, if a person understood how great the Ktoret was, how Khabib the Ktoret was in Hashem's eyes, how precious the Ktoret was in Hashem's eyes, he would take each and every letter in which we recite the Ktoret, he would take each and every letter and place a gold crown on it. So the most precious korban before Hashem is the Ktoret, the incense offering. And in the incense offering, you have a foul odor, a foul spice, which is called the chelben or the galbanum. And we see from here that the, the ktoret, if you take out one spice, you're chayam mita. You're, you're sentenced to death. Each and every spice counts, especially the foul odor of the chelben. Which means that the tefillah of every single Jew counts. And it's perfected through the biggest rasha. V'imken. And if so, if I see in my own eyes that I'm like a sinner, a Jewish sinner, God forbid. If that's the case, on the contrary, meaning like we mentioned above, the entire perfection of prayer is, comes about through me. And now, I need to reinforce myself all the more so to pray to Hashem Itbach and to trust on God's chesed, God's uh, kindness. That he should listen and accept my prayer too. Because on the contrary, it's specifically through me that the perfection of prayer um, um, exists. Because it's impossible to offer the incense offering without the chelbenah. So we see that the chelbenah too is the perfection of the chelbenah. Of the incense offering. And the same is true with regard to the subject of prayer. That without my almost despicable prayer, 
which combines to join all the prayers of the other Jewish people who are better than me. Their tefillot would not have perfection except through mine. Unless mine was there. Just like we see with Tektoret, um, um, that Tektoret has no perfection without the Chel And this is something huge. That a person who finds himself to be very far understands that it's specifically through you that the perfection of the Jewish people occurs. The perfection of prayer occurs. So you should only encourage yourself even more so that if you're very far, that the tefillah is established, the tefillah is elevated through you. That we should truly be humble in our own eyes. But we should always never, that we should never ever be discouraged in tefillah, that we should always reinforce ourselves to properly pray with proper might, force, kabana, and kol b'shat Hashem.